Welcome to Tenet Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Kent Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. And today, we are having Bible study. We, um, sorry we got on so late today, but we had a Bible study before the Bible study today. So. All right, all right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, you know, it is what it is. Yep. We give the word whenever God gives it to me. So we had an awesome Bible study for about an hour. Yeah. And now we're going to have another. That's right. I can talk about the Bible all day, so it makes me know never mind. That's right. What time were you on? Right? All right. All right. So today we are going to be in the book of Acts, and we're in the eighth chapter. Now, last week we were watching how uh, Stephen, or Stephen, he got executed. Right. And he saw Jesus in the clouds, standing right. at the right hand of the Father. I mean, it was a lot going on when he died. Right. And in his death, he told, he asked God to forgive them because they didn't know what they were doing. Yes. He asked Jesus. And we got to see how Jesus said it on the cross to his Father and how Stephen said it to Jesus Christ. It's a new pecking order. Right? So now we're on Acts 8 and 1, and it starts out, and Saul approves of his execution. We got to see Saul holding the uh, robes of the guys that were stoning him. Mm -hmm. And it says Saul approved of his execution. Right. It says, and then there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the region of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. People that were in Christ were running everywhere. Between Judea, between Samaria, everybody was dipping and dodging and trying to get away from being persecuted. Said except the apostles, they, they kind of stayed in the pocket. It says the devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentations over him. But Saul was ravaging the church and entering houses after house, entering house after house, he dragged off men and women, committed them to prison. Anybody that was in Christ or any Christians, he was dragging them off and sending them to jail and doing everything. Wow. For it says, now, those who, and, and you got to remember, this, this is a bad time at this point. Mm -hmm. Jesus is gone. The disciples have the Holy Spirit on them. The church has started growing really rapidly. And now the church is being persecuted. And you have somebody like Saul who's gung-ho about it. Right? For it says, Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip. When they heard him and saw the signs that he did. 
for unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. Now, you remember Jesus went to Samaria. Right. He stayed, what, three days? Three days. He stayed three days in Samaria, and those people believed. So it wasn't hard for anybody to go to Samaria and proclaim Jesus Christ because Jesus himself went there and they believed. Where you see Jesus Christ is being accepted is where you will see signs, wonders, and miracles. Right? Nine. But there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria saying that he himself was somebody great. <laughs> he right. proclaimed himself I'm great I'm the greatest <laughs> ain't I great sound like Ali yeah. say they all paid attention to him from the least to the greatest saying this man is the power has, this man is the power of God that is called great and they paid attention to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. Mm -hmm. Now you see people going around doing magic tricks and doing all of these things and making people ooh and ah. And it's all illusion. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing great about it. It's like these people do these things and we put them on pedestals. It says, but when they believed Philip, as he preached good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Even Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued with Philip. So even this man that was doing all of this magic, he was listening to Philip, so he got convinced, and he got baptized. Right? Now it says, and seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. They do better stunts than I do. Wow. See how people in the church, you can have people in your church for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. You know how people say everybody in the church ain't there for the same reason? Right. He's an example of that. Entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> 14 says, Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them, and they might receive the Holy Spirit. See how they sent somebody there? They sent somebody there to get the people to believe. Mm -hmm. Once they believed, they sent Peter and John, heavy hitters, to go there and get him the Holy Spirit. Mm. Okay. It says, For he had not yet fallen on any of them, 
but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on, the, on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. So you want me to take some money from you and in return I give you a pocket full of the Holy Spirit so you can use at your leisure. No, Jim Wow. Wow. This is how people get the church all mixed up. When they don't understand what the Holy Spirit is, and they don't understand how it works. I was listening to a guy today, and he was—he had a YouTube video, and he was talking about how dumb it sounds when you lay hands on people, and you can heal people through the laying of the hands and stuff. But when you're not in Christ, you don't know. You know, you can't blame him because he sees so much bad things. That's going on in the church. Mm -hmm. But they don't understand how the things work for real. Mm -hmm. From all the mess that they see. Mm -hmm. So he asked, he didn't understand how the Holy Spirit works. So he just asked, could I pay you to get me some? Mm -hmm. Now, he must have had a lot of money because he didn't say how much. It was like money was no object at this point. I just have to have it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, look how long we've been in the town. Yeah. He probably was raking it in with these people. Right. <laughs> you know, they was probably paying him for a reading. Yeah. You know? Oh, he was getting all kind of money from of these artists. So it says in 20, but Peter said to him, may your silver perish with you. Because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. May your silver perish with you. All these people that are money hungry, in the church, out of the church, thinking that money solves everything. The Bible says, may your silver perish with you. Right? You can't obtain gifts that God has for you with money. Money is man-made. The gifts that God gives you are spiritual. This is why it kills me when I see how much money people charge to elevate somebody in, in the church. Mm -hmm. It's so ridiculous to me. Yeah. They charge. To elevate you. To something. That God did not already gave you. Right. It's, it's, it's horrible. It is. It's horrible. And we wonder why 
churches aren't the same anymore. It's just so sad when you see how men and women of God, how they treat other men and women of God. True. Especially when it comes to money. Now, I want y'all to know something. We've been in eight chapters mm-hmm. in the book of Acts. We're in the eighth chapter. Not one time, not one time did Peter, John, Philip, any of these guys mm-hmm. even ask anybody for money. Mm-mm. Not once. This church has been flourishing and flourishing and flourishing. And nobody asked nobody for money. People gave what they wanted to give, but it wasn't asked of them. Right. True. That's true. May your silver perish with you. Because you thought you could obtain the gifts of God with money. There's people that buy bishopships all the time. People buy apostleships. Buy titles. It's a shame. I don't know what to charge. People charge all kinds of stuff. And God gives it to us free. Because you have the gifts of those people. And then it's like if you don't pay, they won't give you a piece of paper saying that you are who you are. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you're still working in the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. But that paper means so much to people. That garbage don't mean nothing to me. Because regardless if I have a paper that says I am this, I am that, I am this, I am working in what God told me to do. And my gifts are with Him and Him alone. 21. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours and pray to the Lord that if possible the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. You don't understand nothing. You don't understand nothing. You, 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 and, and you still wrapped up in your sins. You're going to ask me for something holy. Mm. You can't obtain holiness when you are still filthy. Mm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when I say you're still filthy, you, you haven't repented. You think everything is right with you. 
you haven't had a conversation with God, but you wanted spiritual gifts. Right. You don't even know where, like, he's asking for Holy Spirit gifts. Don't even know where it's coming from. He just wants the gift. Everybody wants what God, what Jesus has to offer, but don't want Jesus. Twenty-four, and, and, and Peter scared Simon with this talk, and he said, "Twenty-four says, and Simon, and Simon answered, pray for me to the Lord that nothing of what you have." said may come upon me. So everything you just said right now, pray that that don't happen to me. <laughs> 25 says, Now when they had testified and spoke the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel to many villages of the Samaritans. Twenty-six. It says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose up and went. <laughs> Philip is asleep. He wakes up. I need you to go out to the desert. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Alright. And he rose and went. Gotta go. Yeah, and there was an Ethiopian in a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning seated in the chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join the, this chariot. So you got this man in the middle of the desert who's reading mm -hmm. scriptures. Right. He's reading Isaiah. He went up to Jerusalem to worship. See how when you go looking for God, God will find you? Right. Philip go out there. Because Philip was told to go to the desert, but he didn't told he wasn't told why. He just he was told to go, he went. Right. Now he gets there, he says, Go over and join the chariot. Okay, so Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? People read scripture all the time, but not really knowing what it means. And it takes a it takes a very serious person that really wants to know to tell you, I don't know. You know what you read? No, I don't know. I need somebody to show me. Yeah. It, it, and that's how bad he wanted to know. A lot of people don't do that, though. No, they don't. But this is what the, you see this man with these scriptures sitting in the middle of the desert reading scriptures he don't understand but he was determined to figure it out yeah. <laughs> right yeah. but some people would just keep on reading 
and just or either and then I give up. Oh yeah, and, that, and that's no, the I thing. I don't understand. Right. Like, too many of these and that. Yeah, it's so like you know you'll get the reading and then you just give up. Yeah. You don't ask God to give you any help you insight out. or anything. Just uh, I just, I don't understand this stuff. Yeah. You can't give up on the scriptures. Right. You have to ask God to help you out. And trust me, when you ask God to help you with the meaning of these scriptures, he will give it to you. I know it for a fact, because God started giving me a lot on scriptures. When I first came to Christ, I was getting, I mean, revelation after revelation after revelation. But that was my prayer. Every time I prayed at nighttime, I would ask God to show me the scriptures. Give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I would put that in Every every time I go to bed. And, you know, God gives you that revelation knowledge. But you ask for it. And you have to sincerely want it. He'll give it to you. Right? And just saying that, that's, that's three of his spirits. Mm -hmm. You know, the seven spirits of God. Yeah, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You're asking for his spirit. You're yeah. asking but you gotta ask. Yep. And he sure gave it to you. Yeah. And the spirit says to Philip, go over and, and join the chariot. He says, so Philip ran to him. Mm -hmm. He says, do you know what you're reading? And he said, how can I? Let someone get it. And let someone guide me. And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that was reading was this. Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shear is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe this generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch says to Philip, About whom I ask, I ask you, does this prophet say this about himself or about someone else? And Philip opened his mouth and began with the scriptures. He told him the good news about Jesus. The scripture that he's reading was understanding Christ. So when Philip started talking, he just got to run it off about who Christ was. 36 says, and, and this gives you another idea. If you do, from Philip's standpoint, obey Christ. God tell you to go somewhere, go. You might not know why, but get there. He'll show you what you got to do when you get there. And when he got there, he see that he had work to do. Right? But he had to go first. 36 says, And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch says, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water. Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. And when he came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. 
Can you imagine? It says the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. So the eunuch goes down in water, comes back up. He's baptized. Philip just takes off. <laughs> okay. Just disappears. It says, but the but Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. But Philip found himself. He got taken so quickly he didn't know where he was at. He had to find himself. Where am I? Just it's not like they had street signs. Yeah, you know, so he just like, where am I now? Okay. You just ask somebody, where, where, what town is this? And then it's say Philip just got busy. That's right. Going from town to town. So he came to Caesarea. Now remember, Philip is one of the seven, remember? The evangelist. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's the evangelist. And see, Philip, and it shows you how much Philip has done. And you see this little part, but think about it. It says, but Philip found himself at Ezotos, and as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he got to Caesarea. So every town he went to, from where he was when he met the eunuch, all the way up until he got to Caesarea, he preaching the gospel. Right. So a lot of towns heard from Philip. Right? He was another one that was full of the Holy Spirit. So these guys, these seven, they was for real. You know what I mean? These guys were really men in Christ that were really, really down. <laughs> I did have a question though. Go. Did the Spirit of the Lord leave Philip that whole that time when he was with the eunuch? Because it said the Spirit of the Lord came to Philip, you know, and told him to get up and he left, right? And then the Spirit of the Lord comes back again at the end of that chapter and takes him away. Did he ever leave? Who the, the, the Spirit of the Lord. Did he stay there the whole time Philip was talking to the eunuch? Yeah, it said the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. So it yeah. So it, it was with him. With him the whole time yeah. he was with the eunuch. Yeah, you can tell where it says um, in 35, it says, Then Philip opened his mouth and began with the scriptures. He told him the good news. So, you know, Jesus tells you in the scriptures, when you open your mouth, the Holy Spirit speaks. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit was on him when he went. You know, mm -hmm. first of all, it witched him there to the desert. Mm -hmm. It brought him to the desert. It says to Jesus, that the um, Spirit of the Lord told him to go and talk to the man. Right. So the Spirit of the Lord was with Philip the whole time. Gotcha. And then when he finished, he left. Mm -hmm. and, took, and the Holy Spirit took him to the next town, mm -hmm. Azotus. And then all the way through. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Philip was one of those seven. Like I said, he was one of those guys that was filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit was with him the whole time. The eunuch went off praising and rejoicing. 
such an amazing story about Acts. And these, like I said, when you talk about Acts, it's the Acts of the Apostles, but it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. So you get to see all of this, all of these things going down, all of this stuff happening all at once. Next week we're going to see where uh, Saul comes in. And um, it's pretty much Saul from the rest of it. <laughs> You'll see him doing so much you know, in there, uh, it's it's a lot of the Acts. Acts is a great book because Acts is where we are now. Yeah. Acts doesn't end. It, it, we're still in Acts. Mm -hmm. So, it's an awesome book. Acts also kind of defines what the church is to me. You yeah. Know, like, you get to see what an evangelist goes through. You get to see what happened with Stephen being, you know, a follower of Christ, being a martyr. You get to see, yeah. like, you just get to see different, how Paul, you know, changes his life for the better, you know. I just you get to see it. Yeah, you get to see when when the Holy Spirit comes in, it really got busy in Acts, and mm -hmm. you can see how Peter got tougher and stronger, and, mm -hmm. and you, you know, like you said, you know, you see how the spirit was on Stephen yeah. when he got ready to die and he and all of the things he said before he died. Yeah. And then you see in this one how Philip really, you know, had the Holy Spirit with him the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these guys were really doing the thing and, and, and the Holy Spirit was on them during this whole process, yeah. you know. But it takes the Holy Spirit and you to be one with Christ to be able to make all of these things happen like that. Yeah. It just shows you what your position, what you're supposed to be. You're yeah. supposed to be the body. Yeah. Not the head. Yeah. And and you can get so much done being the body. Yeah. If you just stay in the body. Stay in the body. <laughs> stay yeah. in the body. I like what you said the other day when you said about um be the candle. You know, we were, you were talking about the day. Uh -huh. Stay, be, be, be the candle. Right. You know, and let the flame be. Yeah, it's God. because the, the flame the is Christ. Yeah. So you're the candle. You're the candle. Be the candlestick. Right. Stay the stick. <laughs> stay being the stick. And you don't want the flame to go out. Right. Just stay the candlestick and let the flame of the Holy Spirit do its work. Do its work. Right. 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 So next week we'll be in Acts 9. Uh, please don't uh, miss uh, our Sunday school lesson. That'll be Friday at 7 p.m. Where we'll be going through the next Sunday school lesson as well. All right? And always look for our, um, our church service on Sundays at 9 a.m. That we do every 9 a.m. So we have a lot of things coming up. And stay tuned for those. Right? All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the scriptures today. We thank you for um, all of the revelation knowledge that went forth. We thank and praise your name for what we have learned today. We thank you for understanding that all we have to do is allow the Holy Spirit to take over. And watch how you use us. And as we move forward, we just want to 
thank you and praise your name. And we can teach others now what we have learned here today. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. Stay blessed and faithful.